Welcome to the Warranty, where we discuss the terms and conditions of their guaranteed adventures. This is a thing we're just trying out a little bit here. We're we're seeing if how much we like this, maybe doing this format. We may we may do this more, we may not, who knows? But anywho, I'm Nathan and I guess going around the table. <laughs> I'm Seth. I'm the other Seth. I'm Kyle. And I'm Tim. <laughs> I never get to go last. I'm always first in, right, for I, this adventure. I know, and I'm always the one like the first one to go around the table. Yeah. So it's That's awesome. getting, getting a little. And bit I'm of always it. after Seth. So <laughs> inevitable. We can we can always change the seating order. A lot in my, and I'm Kyle. <laughs> and I'm Kyle. It's your boy. It's your boy, Kyle. So we are your here boy. to talk about our adventures. Specifically, Maplewood right now, and yeah, the campaign so far, and yeah, we just finished recording uh, episode eight, so that will uh, come out. That will it is be already out. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hopefully you have listened to that. Spoilers for the <laughs> campaign up till now. Around. That was earlier this week. Um, our hope is that this is coming out on a Friday mm-hmm. or Saturday. We not sure yet, but hopefully yeah. on Friday or Saturday. One of those. You'll, you'll know when it came out, yeah. as will be by <laughs> yeah. when you're listening to this. So what are we thinking about Maplewood? Yeah, what do you guys think of the adventure so far? Lame. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying it. I'll see yeah. my way out. I again. am still not certain of what's going on, but I guess i got to read this diary, and that'll probably clear everything up. Yeah. Yeah, Tim has definitely given us a lot to consider. Yeah. I feel like we just keep ignoring it all. You guys, yeah, you guys are the best at making, like... <laughs> I'm going to study this thing, and it's like, well, okay, now i got to give it to you in a very clear way, which I guess is the struggle with every <laughs> story. Well, but this is your first time DMing a podcast. I mean, yeah. no one, I guess no one has DMed a podcast or GMed a podcast, right. but you're only used to doing home, home camp- games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's been me doing this is totally different than anything I've ever done, and preparing for it was uh, different too. So if you're thinking about starting a TTRPG podcast, do it because it's cool. <laughs> I and you were going to say don't. I almost did say don't, but <laughs> I wanted to be encouraging and supportive here. Uh, go for it, uh, but know that um, it's a completely different, you know, way to do stuff. And Seth ran our first adventure, so yeah. which was awesome. <laughs> for me, it really wasn't different. I oh yeah, I prepped basically the same way that I prepped, which is barely at all. Which is. Um, <laughs> Nice. You're just kind of good at like improv, improvisation. That's, that's my forte. Yeah. Yeah. I talked with Seth a little bit after the first couple of episodes because after the first recording, those first two episodes, uh, you guys did something that was totally different than everything that I had planned. I had like the whole adventure planned. And then you guys didn't continue going one way and instead <laughs> went, backtracked and went a different way. And I was like, Perfect. I can do this. Uh, so I talked with Seth and did more uh, like given like clues based stuff, and so it's been a lot easier for me. Do you guys have any big like? This has been awesome in the adventure. We really like that. This sucked. That was weird. I feel like the mystery of it all is working out really well, and the pacing of it is coming together nicely. Like I feel like we now might have. I, like it feels like the end is in reach now with us understanding everything that's been going on. Yeah, you guys have finally caught up to to Sherwin, Frost Rock, the second time. The second time, <laughs> yes. It's interesting that you say that the pacing's finally coming together because as the editor, I'm feeling like it's coming so slow. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think that's just the perspective the perspective that I have because 
I think that's something that I, I have a lens that I have to put on and I may not be in like in it as much, you know? So, yeah, I, I really enjoy the fact that three of us knew each other, like our characters knew each other. So we already had it established. Granted, we did something similar with Rattlestead, but like yeah. that Jean and I were best friends growing up. Bertram's dad was the mentor of Jean. Like, I, I love that we're getting to essentially improv things that, oh, yeah, of course I knew this about this character. Or, yeah. oh, yeah, we have the secret handshake. We know this thing. And instead of going, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, what what should we do here? It's just, no, we can make that up on the spot. Right. And like, at some point in, like, every house game, there comes a point that's like, okay, why is this group actually staying together? Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. there's not with this. Right. We don't have to try and figure that out and make it reasonable. But, yeah. I have been uh, wishing that uh, Otis's a secret identity was come out sooner, uh, like just in general. But I'm glad, the, like the way it has come out, has been the dice tell their stories. The dice tell their stories. Yeah, your roles are just insane to <laughs> deceive stuff, which like, is part of the whole thing of this campaign. It's like you guys are the best of the best to do what you do. Well, I feel like that. Plus, it feels like Seth's roles though too, with just trying to like his insight checks. Like it's yeah. kind of thematically. I feel like. <laughs> the, the pacing is just like the now is like now that we're getting the actual clearer picture of stuff. It's like ooh, like now yeah. I roll well. Okay, yeah, this makes sense to kind of roll the, now. Oh, the now dice like, yeah. are the sixth person in our podcast. <laughs> yep. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, what you I, don't know is that we lie about every roll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we tell the story that the dice seems yeah. to tell. It's just a dice effect. We're not actually rolling <laughs> dice. We're all just on D and D Beyond, just rolling the virtual dice. Kyle, what's been your favorite part so far? Or least favorite part. You do both. I like Thorns. this character more than my last character. I feel like I, feel like I can get more into him. Mm. I feel like <laughs> he's more fun. similar to other characters that I've seen you play. Yeah. yeah. He's way more comedic, while uh, Alvin wasn't comedic at all, really. Well, he had like his moments, but he, like... He kind of had to be the the guy, though. Yeah. He, like, had to you were like keep the straight man. Yeah. yeah. I prefer being the comedic character. The off the wall type, yeah, yeah, the idiot who doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's like, oh crap, I need to be doing stuff now. Oh, fight. Okay, <laughs> okay, I can do that. I got this. I think another one of my favorite moments was launching Bertram through the air. Yes, <laughs> yes. yeah, oh, that was awesome. That was just like there kind of came a point where I was like, you know, I see what Bertram's intelligence is. He would totally hold this rope and not think a thing of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, this is a what? Yeah. It, yeah, it's been – I only played D&D prior to, like, Rattlestead. So getting back into D&D, like, I just naturally get it, and mm. it feels it, feel, it feels comfortable. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, having played another game, I'm, I'm excited for what we have next. But at the same time, it, it's been fun to see how we mesh as a group in this podcast and yeah. how we're, like, fitting into roles that we've made for our characters. Yeah, it's it's nice because a lot of times I don't have to – I do have to lead occasionally, but a lot of times it's like I'll just let you guys talk about it and do it, and it's – I'll interject when I need to, like Ainsley. Ainsley was – We kind of forgot Ainsley for, there, <laughs> for a second there. No. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Dude. I, was... I believe you. Do we need to just get like a little chicken doll we can set on the table? So. <laughs> Represent any NPC that we have. Yep. Yeah. I just I'm felt... still not 100% sure I trust Ainsley. 
I have no idea why. He seems like such a nice guy. I think he has been swindled into believing some stuff that is not true. So is it that you don't trust him or that you just think he's ignorant? I think they're not mutually mutually exclusive. (laughs) The difference, I don't remember who it is, but the difference between, um, what is it? It's a quote. The difference between ignorance and uh, maleficence is useless or something like that. I don't know. There's no distinction. I was going to Google it, but my computer's like, I have to reach around my mic and I can't. Someone's ignorant enough. It's just as bad as being evil. I, I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I still think there's anything wrong with Ainsley. He's a <laughs> cute little chicken tender. Yeah. Who has a staff that we could really use right now in the <laughs> I, fire. I think my biggest. Oh, yeah, that's a good thought. Hmm. <laughs> Only right. the dice would have let me roll higher than a five. Sadness. <laughs> the, yeah, that was rough. I think my my only hesitation for him is just like the fact that the staff is made by the same people who it's like, oh, we know they made all the tech that's like damaging stuff. So like, yeah. do we know like what is there a secret motive going on here with this one? Because why else would there be a, a staff made? Why would they make a staff to heal as well as destroy? Perhaps maybe they did have a reason and other yeah. people have more like only taken advantage of one of the sides of technology. Well, yeah. that, and now apparently Beckett is dead and has been for a year. <laughs> Yeah, it's just interesting yeah. though that like if if they were so evil, then why is this being able to heal the the problem? You know, it, like right. it could be a case of they like, might not have been evil. Sorry, yeah, I'm pointing a knife at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very intimidated. <laughs> Fine, they're not evil. Sorry, <laughs> I get it. You feel very strongly about Ainsley. Okay, I okay so... John will kill Ainsley when we see him next. <laughs> they might not be evil, but like we know the. What are they, the stones, the shards? Mm-hmm. They're like a ticking time bomb. Like everything goes, you have to get them back to the caves at a certain point or it's bad. So we might be about approaching bad. Yeah. Or bad was already approached and uh, now you're trying to correct bad. Could be that. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Tim's like, I literally have no idea. I have no idea. idea. You guys are so off the wall. I just can't plan anything. I just got to wing it every time. Yeah. (laughs) Earlier in the campaign, you definitely could have said that. Oh, yeah. So uh, what's our game plan for this next fight? We got Sherwin. We got a big old raccoony guy. We got an acrobat squirrel. And we got a mysterious acrobat squirrel that we have no idea who it is. (laughs) Wait, which one? (laughs) Well, it's not Clover. Otis. (laughs) His name's Otis. (laughs) Oh, that's right. He's in our group. <laughs> I mean, we got a smug man who says he can't wait to watch us burn. Um, <laughs> have fun burning. Have fun burning. <laughs> I, I kind of want to fight the really big guy because <laughs> I think it'd be fun. And if it was a one-on-one fight, I think I could actually have a good shot. Could be. As a swashbuckler rogue, I can just dart in and out. and I just want to see Bertram swoop in there and yell, <laughs> if, you, if you hear the honk, you get the bomb. <laughs> Bonk's leaf. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I imagine that Jean and uh, Bertram will kind of go after Sherwin, and I'll, I'll clean up the the pieces. Yeah, could probably, be probably the Mopak. I mean, if I roll like I have been rolling, when if in some ways it feels great that I've been doing so much damage against people that have been so weak. <laughs> <laughs> in others, it feels like a poor use of my skills. Right, it's like the one I, I am, wonder. I am powerful. <laughs> I am a bully. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you know, Quill really wants to be efficient, and he is being extremely efficient extremely right now. Extremely efficient, yeah. I think you, I mean, you make four attacks, like, when you attack. I think that is as many attacks as I've made this entire campaign. <laughs> so I only get four attacks the very first attack of initiative, because I get two regular attacks, and then as a Gloomstalker, I get an extra attack for the first round, and then as a bonus action, I get an attack if I shot the crossbow with my action. <laughs> so I'm losing out on, like, Hunter's Mark, but I get four attacks. But you get another attack, yeah. Yeah. And for this campaign, like, it, if we were doing something more where you're fighting maybe higher-level guys consistently, like, Hunter's Mark might be a better thing, but... The real question is, when are we going to use the uh, Lantern of Revealing? Or whatever <laughs> to be completely honest, there's been multiple times I kind of, it's like, oh, yeah, I have this thing. I should use it now. But then it's just like, whoops. <laughs> Wait, what does the Lantern of Revealing do? Uh, it lets you be able to see invisible things, I believe. Does yeah. it uncode secret messages? Because um, I've got a secret message in need of uncoding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you haven't tried to uncode a secret message it's yet. It's true, I haven't. Well, can it be one of those it. ring of decoding from a cereal box? <laughs> <laughs> like just like UV light. Be yeah. sure to drink your Ovaltine. <laughs> yeah, so Good. Tim, how many more episodes are you thinking? I'm thinking thinking two. So we're pretty close to the end here. Big fight coming up with Sherwin and then the ending. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, and so we'll have two more and then we'll probably have an after show or mm-hmm. a... Uh, another episode of the warranty, um, yeah, a guaranteed warranty. The guaranteed um, warranty. after that to kind of talk about the whole campaign as a whole as well, and yeah, we'll wait to tell you what's after that when the time comes. Yeah, what's gonna be stuff and cooking in the books? That's right. Yeah, we could say Nathan's gonna be the next. We could yeah. GM. We could. We could. No, we, we probably shouldn't. We can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee, so, yeah. And this is the guaranteed warranty. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you hear here can be returned to sender. That didn't make sense. <laughs> I guess I'm interested. Is there anything that anybody has like regretted or wished that like they would have done differently? That one time I said the one in Forley. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, though. That was good. <laughs> the other thing I'd probably say I regret is multi-classing. <laughs> because it's just like multi-classing in a point-by system I've learned. It's just like be ready to just be bad at a lot of stuff. Because <laughs> you got to yeah. tank stuff to like especially to have like very different things. It's like, all right, I'm playing a barbarian and a cleric. Yeah, <laughs> so so I, need to have, get... I need to have at least a 13 wisdom to be able to multi class yeah <laughs> and uh, but i want to have good strength if i want to have a decent armor class i also need good dex and con and it's like yeah. and then wisdom it's like like well yep you need good wisdom need <laughs> it's like all right so intelligent charisma i guess are just dumb stats and like having negatives <laughs> for those it's like <laughs> have you been able to use your cleric stuff much um guidance <laughs> <laughs> didn't you you've done some healing too right yeah i've done i think a little bit of healing um because it, it's kind of hard because it's like most of my stuff is like is barbarian stuff that I have better at, and there just hasn't much much opportunity to use the the cleric. Like I did, I I did stock detect magic <laughs> after our long rest. So okay. could you have like got turned undead or anything? Is that a thing? Uh, not at level cleric. one cleric, because <laughs> that's the problem too. It's like it's level yeah. one cleric, so you got two spell first level spell slots and like. Three cantrips, I think. And you don't have your channel divinity yet, right? Nope. Yeah. Yep. Don't even get channel divinity. So it's like when I think when you asked me earlier, it's sad, like, hey, what's your divinity? It's like doesn't matter. I'm level one. <laughs> doesn't really impact till later. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, because you're the only one that multi-classed. Yep. Nobody else. Oh, oh. you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I multi-classed one level into rogue. Okay. Because I got me expertise, sneak attack. Because that yeah. also gives me an extra d6. Yeah. You efficiently multi-classed. <laughs> I did the opposite. One hundred percent that I efficiently multi-classed. Yeah. So at least in this case. Your min-maxing makes up for my abomination of a character. <laughs> oh, well, not abomination. Guthrie but. and I talked about before the campaign that we are going to min-max the heck out of this one. Yeah. And yeah. he min-maxed the heck out of getting skills. Mm-hmm. I min-max mm-hmm. out of being very efficient if I hit. Yeah. So. If yeah. Hit. I am proficient in, let's take a look here. Everything. I'm proficient you know what? I'll separate this. I'm expert in acrobatics, athletics, deception, performance, and persuasion. And, and ex- I'm a, I'm an a, expert means that you can add your proficiency bonus, yeah. which for us is three twice. So, so. I'm, a, I'm additionally pr- proficient in sleight of hand and insight. But yeah, I got a plus 10 acrobatics, plus 9 My persuasion, goodness. performance, yeah. deception. Yeah, you and I both have a, a 9 or higher in some skills. I just wanted to emphasize the out-of-combat stuff, so that's what I did. Yeah. And for me, like... I want this on the record. I will probably never play anything other than a rogue in 5th edition <laughs> Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> it's fair. But you will play your rogue. I will play my rogues very differently. <laughs> well, but as a bard. Every character I ever play is a bard. Whether it's a bard or not. And yeah. Kyle tends to play a fighter, no matter what. Not recently. It's become paladin more so. It's more paladin now. <laughs> like, Con- Conquest Paladin had that, I think, has kind of become... I have, like, three or four different Conquest Paladins. Yeah. What's your go-to, Nathan? Uh, I'm typically a cleric. So, <laughs> it's like, that, that one little dip, it's like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> I see. want more. I mean, this is just because it was the game that I was a part of for so mm-hmm. long, but your Silverfang character that was a shapeshifter, that I... was... That's what I always picture you as. Yeah. So, like, a little bit of Druid. Like, I'm playing, I guess, in a different campaign outside of the podcast i am playing a druid and that has been fun but i do i feel like i do like clerics a little better than druids personally just Mm. for the extra stuff you can do yeah i think my go-to class i don't really have like a go-to class it's kind of whatever i think sounds fun at the moment you like to make (laughs) joke characters characters. you like to make joke characters yeah (laughs) you go what is the weirdest thing i can make right what's what's gonna be fun for me to play I'm going to make that What character. was the one that you made, the fairy that you made for our, our Halloween one shot that we did a couple years ago? Oh, <laughs> he was like a, I can't even remember, but he was like a fairy, but he was an old man fairy. And so he couldn't really fly at all. And it was like so tiring and super tiny. Because <laughs> everything he shapeshifted in, he had his like wilted wings on the back he, of it. He had the, the uh, circle of the star yeah, or whatever. Oh, it was, yeah. That's That's honestly like. D&D Beyonds, I don't know if they still have it because I haven't made a character in a while on that, but like they used to have just like a, hey, create me a character at this level. And I think that, they still have that. They the random have generator, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I would do. Just like do that a couple of times and be like, oh, cool. This one. I like this. There was one time my brother was running a uh, level 20, just like here's a, let's just level 20, let's just all fight and see what happens. So I did it for that. Immediately lost because it like multi-classed me into a couple of different things that didn't <laughs> didn't work. And I was like, well, cool. I have spells, but I can't cast them. Well, it's like when uh, we um, – Tim and I were in a campaign and we, we didn't have like half the group. And so another um, player, Trey, wanted to do a one-shot. And so he's like, play level 13 characters, 
do whatever you want. You all get a plus three weapon. And so Tim and I played Brother Dwarves and we like just Googled what is the most overpowered build. <laughs> yeah. And we I think I think I played a hex blade warlock paladin. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been my dream. Oh, it's so nice. I think I had a plus thirteen to hit. Well, actually I can look. And like your average damage was like in the what, fifties, sixties, something like that? Yeah, I had a plus 13 to hit, so then I did 2d6 plus 13, just regular damage, plus any, like, oh, plus a d8 of radiant damage, plus smite if I did smite. Yeah. So it was ridiculous. D&D is great, but we have some other ones that we're going to play, so. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, Guthrie's not the biggest fan of D&D. You like playing D&D, you don't I'll like GMing D&D. D&D. I will never run it again, that is accurate. Even if we all play rogues? Oops, all rogues. <laughs> I just like rogues. Yeah. I, I still want to do an oops, all clerics. <laughs> I, don't, I, I like I oops, all goblins. Do uh, all paladins, like, policemen. I feel like for doing, like, all the same class, Pathfinder would be the way to oh, go. Yeah. I'm lo- I just read through Pathfinder. It's crunchy in the best way. Yeah. It... I actually feel like it is more sleekly designed than 5th edition D&D. Yes, when I say crunchy, I mean there are way more options. There are way more options. But once you create your character, like once you just make a choice at every level, basically. Mm -hmm. Every choice matters, and then what you do is right there. It's very clear. We should do a, if we do a Pathfinder campaign or adventure, we should do each after each session, you level up, so you get to see like the oh, whole. Gosh. I, I think the leveling <laughs> of is stuff. one of the best things about Pathfinder. So if anybody's like thinking about playing Pathfinder, they could see like, okay, here's what it, w- what it looks like, and that would be in the warranty if we keep up this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we've spent a lot of time talking about not Maplewood. <laughs> so hey. We never said what we were going to do in That's this episode. True. So That's join true. us next week for uh, episode nine. <laughs> totally scripted, as you can tell. Probably the penultimate episode of Maplewood. Probably. No promises. Uh, yeah. I, we will know before you will know if yeah. it's the penultimate episode. <laughs> That's true. We will not say how in, early in advance we are recording this. Uh, to be fair, I thought that initially when I planned everything out, I thought this was going to be like six, seven episodes. It's clearly eight. All because John wanted the turn back. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and it made along a better it. story. Yeah. Excited to see how things shake out. Yeah. yeah. Nathan, you want to close us out? You're our, uh, our warranty uh, officer. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so much power. Ring, ring. Well, who's that on the phone? <laughs> Are you calling about my extended warranty? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's what our next podcast will be, will be. the after after show the yeah. extended warranty yes let's talk about the warranty show <laughs> oh, is that going to be a scam show then like yeah. where we talk about all the phone, phone scam scams? likely scam likely uh, but yes no this has been the warranty and <laughs> I like that I just like that this has been the warranty signing off this is Nathan going around we... I don't think we need to go around but I just think we uh, just sign it off yeah, yeah. You know who we are. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.